did you do with Marnie? She's on the cutting room floor. Welcome to the cutting room floor. And now, here are your hosts for the week. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the cutting room floor. This is the first artist interview of 2020. By the incomparable James Grimm. James, how are you doing today, buddy? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. It's trying to kick off, you know, season two, getting our first uh, first cup of uh, time recording this right now. It's like January 13th, so this will probably, you know, come out in a week or so. But getting our first artist interview, I'm glad it was you. I've been wanting to have you on for a while. Um, you. you know, you're super active in all the groups. So I think because, you know, a lot of people may not know who you are. I want to get some more exposure for you because you are a hell of an artist. Thanks, man. I appreciate it a lot, actually. Uh, let's uh, start letting people know a little bit about you. Married, kids, six toes? <laughs> uh, five. Uh, no, um, I, I do have uh, a fiancé. We've been together for nine years. We have a seven-year-old daughter. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I like to work on masks. I've been doing this um, not very long. Um, been trying new things. And, uh, you know, Packers fan. We're in the championship. Oh, I'm so excited for Sunday. Um, I'm a really laid back, chill kind of dude. I like horror movies. I like well, comedies. I'm a huge Halloween fan. I have the, I have the 22 poster here. I have the H4 poster in my room and you know, I'm just fucking decked out with Myers, um, is with as much Myers as you see maybe in my background or whatever, whatnot. Uh, sometimes I do get tired of seeing them, but no, I, lo- <laughs> I love horror, man. I, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm really simple, man. Like super, uh, I'm super simple. I, I don't like to do much. I'm a homebody. I like to be at home. I like to do stuff with the family, stay at home with the family. I don't go out and party and do much. Uh, currently, I'm filming a Halloween fan film, though, called Halloween the Devil's Autumn. And um, we are going to be releasing that March 13th, which is Friday the 13th of this year. Oh, awesome. I know. I think you dropped one or two trailers for that already. Yeah, we dropped a teaser on, on Halloween, and then we'll be dropping the trailer on the 31st of this month. Oh man, I can't wait to see that. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a lot like you. I like to stay at home. I like you know I don't like going out. I'm not, despite you know how I might appear on the show. I'm not a super social person. You know, I like mm. to sit at home, watch my movies, hang out with my wife and my dog, you know, and kind of do this. Now, as far as football goes, you know, I got I got I'm a descendant of Chicago people, so I, I can't feel you on the Packers stuff. I and got I'm also, it. Also, <laughs> also a very salty Patriots fan. You know we. Ooh. I hope this wasn't Brady's last year, but if it was, by God, did they they go out terribly? Hey, yeah, dude, well, the Titans have been a surprise. So they've been like, they've been dude. Derrick Henry just just blowing the playoffs up right now. I, I kind of hope they go to the Super Bowl. But my buddy's a Chiefs fan, so you know I'm kind of rooting for him. I wouldn't mind because this is the hundredth year of the NFL. If if the if the Super Bowl this year was the Packers versus the Chiefs, just uh, kind of like you know Super Bowl one was Packers and Chiefs, it'd be kind of cool. Oh yeah, that would be interesting. But the, yeah, the Titans caught caught me off guard. It's like, oh, it's the Patriots and the Titans. You know, it's like, ah, it's gonna be a walk in the park. No, Titans kicked our asses. Yeah, they're badasses. But anyway, in regards to horror, you know, I, I, you know, what was that first thing that got you into? Was it a movie? Was it a poster? You know, so you and me are both old enough to remember blockbusters. Was it going to a blockbuster? You know, what was that that got you exposed to the genre? Yeah, there, there. Uh... So I'm not from – I'm currently in California. I'm not from California. I'm from actually uh, more towards Minnesota and, and such. So we had a, a, a store. We didn't have a Blockbuster. We had a, something called Videos on Broadway, I believe it was. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you should see rows of VHS tapes and you, you, you see all these horror films. Like you have family, comedies, dramas, and horror. And every time my parents and I would go in there, I would just run straight to the horror. And even though I had not even seen these things yet, I mean – it was so intriguing. The box art was just like, it's just stood out to me. And I believe my first ever experience watching horror would have to be, I believe it was a nightmare on Elm street part two, Freddy's revenge, which I love the film. And maybe that's why uh, I remember being scared shitless of Freddy Krueger. He, me, he's in my, can I swear on this channel or the show? I mean? no, no language parameters. Okay, cool. No barriers. It's awesome. So yeah, that it scared, scared me to death. And I, uh, I don't know. I ended, ended up falling in love with it. Uh, my my dad had a buddy who had a big old Freddy Krueger tattoo on his arm, and I remember just always wanting him to pull up his sleeve and show me, uh, just because it was so oh, 
I'm beautifully ugly, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, that was my introduction to horror, man. Like, and and then it, it kind of dived into Halloween and Phantasm because Halloween and Phantasm were my dad's favorite uh, series, horror series. So uh, my first uh, Halloween film was Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Myers, and uh, and it's still the rap right there. Uh, well, no, that's you have uh, a different name for that. Uh, yeah, this is uh, for those watching the video version of those not um, sitting behind me as my prop for today is, is my Ridgemont Reaper, which is right. named, of course, for Ridgemont Sanitarium. And um, it's my version of, you know, what a lot of people know is the rap that uh, Sean um, oh, I can't remember, Cadillac pro- uh, produced. So this is my take on that for those who aren't watching. It looks good. I like that. I appreciate it. But yeah, I was yeah. Halloween four, um, still today is my um, outside of the first movie, my favorite Halloween film. And you know, um, I you know what I I don't think some people like to consider this. I'm kind of a snobby horror fan. I don't watch just any horror movie to watch horror. You know, people getting ripped apart and blood, guts, and everything. Um, I'm very particular with the things I like to watch. And uh, some people will consider that like a, a snobby fan and. It, it, it is what it is, but uh, I love Phantasm. You know, the, of course, the big three: Jason, Michael, Freddy, um, te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and things like that. But um, I've been introduced to horror since probably around f- four. Uh, was was probably when I saw A Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, and then I was introduced to uh, Halloween Four at the around the age of seven or eight. Yeah, I think that a lot of people get introduced super early because when you're a kid, you know, it's just cool. You know, it's not so much scary in some aspects. You know, you just see – because, you know, most parents don't let you watch the whole thing. So you just kind of catch glimpses and and highlights and such, and you get hooked on it. And um, at least for me, that's how I got started. Yeah, exactly. Like I remember my parents watching uh, Jason Goes to Hell and uh, Halloween The Curse of Michael Myers because Curse was out, what, 95? And then Jason Goes to Hell was, what, 93? Three, three, yep, Um, and yeah, I remember them watching it and not allowing me to watch it, but I would sneak out my room and just kind of see little glimpses and uh, the intrigue because it's something you don't see in everyday life. It's something so outside the box and so just it's fantasy. You know, in the end, you know, these are monsters. Uh, I was intrigued by it. And, you know, some people, you know, people like to blame horror movies, like, oh, this is the cause of violence in our nation and in the world and things like that. But I think it's just, I, I think it affects everyone differently. And I think there's just has to be that, the thing where you can, div, you know, divide rea- reality versus fantasy. And, you know, I think that's a pretty common thing that sh- people should embrace. Oh, yeah, I've never once uh, attributed violence in society to horror movies because I don't think you can because it's not the same. If exactly. anything, horror movies are spawned off of the violence that occurs in real life. Yeah. I mean, the Bible, Bible is fucking more violent than horror movies. Oh, well, that, that's a conversation for another time. Right, no, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, like, you know, Texas Chainsaw, you know, uh, Hannibal Lecter, um, Psycho, Norman Bates, all come from Ed Gein, same same person. This took place back in the 50s, you know. Um, so all these things kind of get inspiration from real life. You know, and exa- you know, that's exactly what Scream is. You know, Scream is just a couple teenagers going around, you know, cutting up people, but you didn't see a massive increase in violence when those movies. I mean, the dawn of horror movies was from the 60s to the 80s, and, you know, crimes weren't ex- significantly higher because of that. So, Yeah. Exactly, exactly, and then you know they try to blame video games as well, but you know, another story for another day. <laughs> um, now, getting back to art, you know, how long have you been, you know, artistically inclined as far as the horror community goes? The first mask I attempted, I want to say, was November twenty eighteen. And and during that time span, okay, I think, actually, I think it was October 2018. So I made a mask in October 2018 and then a mask in November 2018. If I'm being too loud, let me know because um, the mic's kind of like up, up in my face. So, um, no, you're good. Okay, cool. So I believe it was October 2018 and then November 2018. And I didn't make – I didn't touch another mask until summer of 2019. And – then I, from, from pretty much, I was pretty consistent from August to now. So if you were to accumulate the whole time, definitely not even a year, I've been putting stuff together. And, you know, you definitely amassed a, a little bit of a following in between now. And then I think when I first got exposed to you, um, 
it was two things. It was an SS78 that you'd finished, and then another one was Austin's, I think, NMR. Or NMR, you did one, yeah. you did one for him, and he wouldn't shut the fuck up about that thing. Every, every, every day for a month, he was sending me messages, look at my grail mask. James is going to kill it. He, he just did the eye cuts. He's, he's putting on the hair. Oh, ejaculate, ejaculate. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and to be, you know, we'll call it about a year in, I think you're doing pretty good. Thanks, man. You know, I um, there's a lot of people in this hobby who have who've, I don't want to say a lot of people, but there's been a, a good amount of people in this hobby who have been very uh, selfless. Who have been? Um, I, I keep looking at you on my screen instead of looking at the camera. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, people, same thing, same problem I'm having. Yeah, uh, I'll look at the camera. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people who have been a good amount of people who have been selfless and and really have given me tips and tricks and things like that. Um, you know, one one of those people actually started off was um, I believe Martin Pena actually. Um, me and him don't talk often now. It's no, no, no animosity or anything there. It's just, you know, he's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. Um, Curtis Cooper, me and him are not really, uh, we're not really, uh, cool anymore, but I mean, I don't think he's cool with anybody. (laughs) I hear. Yeah, I hear. Uh, uh, or Martin uh, for that matter. What was that? I said, or Martin for that matter. Oh, I hear some things too. It's weird. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Curtis, uh, you know, he tried to help out, and, you know, his ways did not exactly translate well for me. Um, the biggest help has been Lonnie McCollum. He's been, like, he's, like, one of my best friends in this hobby, man. He's he's really helped me in every aspect, you know. And then you have he's Roland so Kelly. He's talented. Dude, he's so good, man. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ, I would love to have him on the show. And for anyone who doesn't follow any of, you know, the Facebook pages or the groups – He's doing fucking Terminators and 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 um, the the cop from T two and he's like it's just fucking unreal how good he is and you know it's not even just paint work you know he did a frozen T two T one thousand cop yeah. and it's just Jesus Christ and he doesn't even do it for like I think he's just doing them for himself but he's just so good and I've got to get him on the show in the future because oh man he's so unbelievably talented and he's such a cool guy too. He's great. No, he yeah, he's absolutely great. He's you know the thing is like with him, he's not only like an amazing artist, he's a really good human being. Like me and him talk and we can just talk outside of we can talk about family, art, whatever it may be, and it's just such a real personal kind of experience. And he's really welcomed me and uh been a really good friend, one of my best friends, and he's helped me develop my skills and while he's in a whole other state, he's been able to kind of to help me translate, and he's been help- there every step of the way. Um, really great guy. And then, uh, which I will tell him that you are interested in having him on the, sh- on the show, and uh, I'll let him know tonight, actually. Um, Roland Kelly, is, actually, he's helped me. Uh, Jimmy Falco has helped me with a couple things. Um, yeah, there's, if, if I'm missing anyone, I do apologize. Uh, you know, I just, there's, there's, there's a good amount of people who have been really helpful and then there's some people who are just like really tight-lipped and i get it It takes time to kind of like hone your craft and kind of you know build you know your own kind of like a skill set and i totally understand it i don't use that against anyone um i know someone who has which we just mentioned that person's name just a moment ago but (laughs) oh you know what i'm talking about uh we won't continue with that but yeah no uh lonnie has been pretty much the uh the number one uh person behind my 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 newfound sort of ability. I don't like to consider myself necessarily an, a good artist. I want. I just consider myself an artist who um, I get by. Yeah, and that's the thing about this hobby is you know there's a lot of camaraderie and you, you know sometimes you'll just see someone out there trying to learn and you know a couple people just throw out some stuff here and there. No one's going to hand you the keys to the kingdom because like like Chris has said in the past, um, it it can take you know a decade or two to really hone those skills and for anyone who knows you know i'm over here painting hockey masks i'm not i'm not the best at it by any stretch but i've had tremendous help from other people trying to point me in the right direction tony jarvis and, and joshua deadman and kyle Scholler, and brian hoback and a whole bunch of other people who aren't just saying here's how you do it but you know start looking in this direction look for this you know because two people will never do anything the same you and you know x other artists could both have the same tools and the same list of things to go through to make a mask and they're both going to look completely different because no two people are the same rick ramby and chris both produced the gky neither both come out fantastic but they're discernibly different you can tell when one's done by rick and when one's done by chris both right. amazing myers masks but two different people so just like with anything it's going to be different so 
you know, you're not out there hounding people for, oh, God, how do I do this? How do I do this? You know, it's not perfect yet. I've only, you know, got to have patience and grow, and you're definitely doing that. And it shows every mask you put out is better than the last. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, man, you're, I, I love your hockey masks, dude. You, you fucking, you do kill those. I like those a lot. I, those are the first, that's actually how I got introduced to this. I was so scared to touch latex, and uh, I was like, you know, I'll just buy a box. You know, I started watching um, Big Hush on YouTube, and he was teach, he was showing people how he puts together masks, and I would uh, go on eBay, and I would just buy a bulk of hockey masks and just fuck with them, man, you know, just, just mess with them. And um, that was how I got into it, this, and then one day I was like, I was actually talking to Austin. Uh, and was like, you know, I, I really want to start painting Myers masks. I want to start painting latex. And um, I just gave it a crack, and I sucked ass, dude. Oh my god, I was I was using a pancake compressor, bro, and I was airbrushed at like seventy psi. And I was like, what's going on here? And it was just dripping down the mask, and it was just embarrassing. Good time. Oh, nothing worse than paint bleed. And just for a little disclaimer for anyone who wants to learn what paint hockey masks. Do not, and I cannot repeat enough, do not follow the advice of people on YouTube. They can get you a good, you know, two-hour Halloween, you know, something with a China hawk, but do not use their techniques if you want to produce or have quality masks. They'll fuck up, I'll just say that. You never should take sandpaper to a hockey mask. Oh, that's what I was doing the whole time. Now I know not to do that. Unless you're doing one that's heavily damaged in layers of, of, of debris paint, but you do you should never prime any surface with sandpaper. Gotcha. Then now that that's a good tip, and I'm going to use it. Thank you. <laughs> Scotch, uh, Scotch bright pads. Boom. Um, so uh, you know, I see a couple pieces in the background, and you and you haven't just done Myers. You've done some Freddy stuff, haven't you? Yes. So this is actually a Part Five stunt mask um, from David Miller. He actually worked on the film. This is directly from his molds from the film. Um, this, that is the uh, West Craven's new nightmare. I actually went to the, uh, local Goodwill and they had a, uh, a woman's blazer and I just used it. I haven't chopped it up and glued it in from the inside yet, but it works perfectly fine and it looks great. Uh, this was a concept brought to West Craven from David Miller, um, before the, uh, production of new nightmare. So this is directly from him as well. And that's, uh. And I love it. The thing is I took the eyes out of the Joker up here and I put the eyes and hair in there for, uh temporarily but i get my new eyes today which are going to be fantastic man and then um yeah you got the the ss78 there you got friday the 13th part or sorry remake and then the delator um inner show dark half i painted all of those and everything and then currently i i was really frustrated with my t800 so i was like i'm just gonna repaint it and that's the current progress and, you know, it's not visible in the shop, but, you know, and not, not specifically horror related, but I want to say the two favorite things I think you've done so far that I love are your Joker and your Michael Keaton Batman. Oh, the Michael Keaton's actually from Lonnie. Oh, oh he did do that one. Yeah, that was, um, it was, it, it, he was a really good guy. It's, it, he did, he did me a solid. Uh, but the bat, the Joker I did do, the Joker I did do, uh, which I'm not the biggest fan of because it was the first piece of resin I actually ever touched. And, um, I want to go back over it, but I want to keep it as kind of like, hey, this is a reminder of where I was and where I can be and where I'm at now. Oh yeah, I keep you know one of the first China Hawks I ever painted up in uh, you know on, on in my on the rear view window in my car. Uh, he would hang like a high school graduation tassel, mm. just you know to, to freak people out mostly, but just to, you know as something to always hold on to is this is where I was, here I am now. You never stop learning, always keep going. But, um, you know, it's, it's always kind of sentimental to have that first thing you had when you started because, you know, mm. you get so inspired by this hobby and to be able to recreate things from it, you know, even if it's just for yourself, you know, because you'll never, you know, like with the Joker or, you know, with any hockey mask or whatever, you're not going to find these things in store or ones that are quality. But, you know, you can hit up these artists, get a $15 blank some paint, you know, and, and just go to town and you'll be surprised at what you can do. And just to sit there and look at your collection of these things you grew up idolizing and now you have tangible physical things that you can look at, man, it is indescribable. 
Yo, yeah, dude. It's, it's like, you know, those things you grew up, kind of like you said, like, you know, like they're not heroes by any means, but they're almost like heroes and um, monsters and everything. And you can look at it and be like, I saw that on, on TV and, and now I have it next to me. Like, it's it's like a whole unreal experience. Um, but I was going to ask you some questions, or at least I have a question for you, is so you've been doing Hawks. Uh, how long have you been doing Hawks? And what got you into doing them? So what got me in to them first was Josh Deadman. He I bought I bought a part five from him and it's I still have it. It's amazing and I love it. And you know, I was thinking to myself, because actually it was my wife who said, you know, with all this money you're spending, you should at least try to make something for fuck's sake. It's like, <laughs> you know, you've got a you've got a point and I and I don't have the capability uh, or the anywhere to put the equipment to do latex. You know, I don't have an air compressor or anything like that, but you know, I thought kind of same thing. I'm going to look on YouTube, see, maybe I can paint a hockey mask, see if I can save myself some money. Cause you know, I was about to spend a whole lot of money with Josh. If I bought all the hawks and there's still a couple I am going to buy from him because there's some, I just don't do, you know, per se, or I think yeah. he would, he could just do better than me. I was like, you know, I'm going to give this a shot. So I bought a couple blanks and this was, I want to say April of last year. Oh, nice. So it, it's not, it's, I'm, I'm, approaching a year i think and i think it was it was a three and a five that i tried first and they both looked terrible but i was like you know what this is not terrible i said i can work with this and then that's when i started talking to him and all these other guys who kind of were giving me some not, not even so much giving me things to do but telling me things to not do which in and of itself saving me some money from buying things i didn't need um or right. or putting money towards know proper equipment or certain tools or or you know just certain things you know like for example with the vent holes on a hockey mask mm-hmm. a lot of people would just think especially if you watch anyone on youtube you can just take a drill to this and you should not do that because a drill bit a standard drill bit will shred plastic and you don't have to go back over every single one of these 45 holes with you know sandpaper or a drill bit to smooth it out there's actually a special a specialized plastic bit or a bit made to drill holes in plastic and they come out smooth every time. So it's just one of those things like pick up this piece of equipment and this and try that. And, you know, here's some general colors to start experimenting with, you know, so that's kind of how I got into it. And, you know, I, I think it's coming out pretty well. I think the sixes and the fours and fives, I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting there. The, the threes are um, kind of hit and miss with those. And this is the first eight I've worked on. You can tell it's kind of like a mustardy yellow. I've got to lighten it up a little bit. But, um, I like it, dude. I mean, to be honest, I've seen like I mean, from the pictures I've seen you post of Hawks, I I think you fucking do a, a fantastic job every time, man. I appreciate that, and you know, and some of it was just kind of a way to save myself some money. Like the wrap, you know, Sean doesn't make those anymore, and when he was, he was charging one hundred and twenty dollars for them. So yeah. I thought, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to buy some some heads and some and some gauze and some blood and see what I can come up with, and I'm. You know, pretty happy with how this came out. Um, this is actually yeah. the first one I did with a different kind of blood. This one's actually um, part of the project I'm doing with B-Man Jim and, and Matt Reed. This is actually this one of the stands that will be um, – I'm going to hold off displaying it for now, but um, one of the stands that we're going to be using to display it. Um, I thought, yeah, I'm, this is actually going to be for uh, Matthew Gross, who was on the show before. But just, you know, things I can make, you know, and I want to kind of maybe start making prop weapons and – Maybe one day if I get so inclined, maybe try to make something latex when I have the space and capacity to do it. And then I was just thinking to myself, you know, some people charge so much money. Like I, I to me, it's my opinion. I think $160, $170 is a lot of fucking money for a hockey mask. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the entire Myers community, in my opinion, is, is incredibly overpriced. Yeah. Um, prop replicas, just, just because – just because it's a good quality and it's better than what you'll get at Party City or whatever, doesn't mean you should charge someone endless amounts of money for it. You know, I, without naming names, I've seen replica hunting knives that cost like I've seen replica Buck One Twenties that cost as much as a brand new Buck One Twenty. Which, I mean, Jesus Christ, you for that much money, you might as well buy one and try to mold it yourself. So right. I, a lot of it is I'm you know again I'm not the best, so I'm not charging people prices for. What you know, I am no crash cutting ham. You know, I'll just say that. So I charge people accordingly for someone who may want to get a better quality mask than they could make, but doesn't want to spend north of a hundred dollars. So that's kind of where I come in. I'm more of a mid range 
at least at the moment. I'm always trying to get better, but I try to keep my prices realistic. You know, it doesn't cost me a ton of money to make them. It's mostly a time thing, and it's just kind of a hobby I like to do to make a little side money. So I'm not out here trying to make a career of it or any stretch, you know, like that. So just kind of a fun thing I do. You know, this six and this eight are on order for someone right now, so they're midway to getting done. I just kind of want to get back. You know, I can offer some lower price stuff just because I can. You know, I don't depend on this for income. It's just fun. Right, exactly. It's it's actually something I was actually going to actually talk about, but you you brought it up the the price point of certain things, and that's actually one of the reasons why I started doing my own things. So you know, I, I started off collecting Trick or Treat Studios masks, and then uh, I ended up getting my first indie mask, uh, April twenty eighteen, I think it was, and it was the H two S M done by Del Castillo Productions, and I didn't know that there was like H six tots hair on it, and I didn't know it, dude. And uh, it was it was an experience. And then I started being like, oh, well, I, I want a, a better look in Myers. So what, what, what can I do here? So I started seeing price ra- price ranges, and I'm like, damn, dude, everything's two fifty up, man. I mean, you know, it's not cheap. So I was like, well, I'm just gonna put my hand, I'm gonna try my hand at it. Like, what, what what's the worst that can happen? It looks like crap, and I get better maybe someday. Um, so that's definitely one thing that makes me made me want to do this is because I. Don't feel like spending that much money. Uh, I'd prefer saving a little bit more, you know, money and put into something, uh, something else. You know, especially since you've got you know soon to be a wife and kids and a home and all that. Sometimes your disposable income just isn't there. So you can maybe instead of spending two, three hundred dollars, you can maybe you know get a blank, get some paint, and see what you can do. Worst you can do is try. And if you fail, well, you didn't you didn't lose a whole lot. But you know, if you buy a mask and then you end up not being happy with it, now you have a completed mask that cost you three hundred bucks and that you don't like, and now you get a try to resell it and you know all this other you know stuff right but, exactly you know, you know i always tell people just try it you know uh, i'm i'm certain no one i'm definitely never been artistically inclined and i think i'm doing all right so anyone can try their hand at this even if you don't mean to sell them i think anyone can do it you know blank kits are available for most things you know you can find some kind of myers to paint yourselves or you know start painting whatever you know some people don't make masks like john mcneil he makes accessory pieces, the Myers houses and pumpkins and things like that. Stuff like this. A beam engine makes amazing stands. Everyone doesn't have to do the same thing. So push your talents where they are. See what you can do. You know, people who are leather workers, so they might make you know, knife holders or whatever. So, you know, you don't have to be anyone in particular to, to make good art. You know, an artist is subjective anyway. Right. You know what? It was, speaking of B-Man Jim, he's a cool guy. I actually got an, uh, I won an, uh, a 2018 stand from him, and I, had, I got an H6 pumpkin from him. I'm always, I've, I've always been curious how he gets the actual printing on the wood, man. I've always been curious on how that – does he have like a, some sort of 3D printer or some sort of printer that kind of – or is that something I, you probably prefer not to share, share? I mean – Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if it's if – it's, uh... You know, he laminates an image on, he's a special printer, or he laminates an image on the top of the wood and seals it. I don't right. know, but, you know, however he does, he does a, he does a damn good job. Oh, fuck um, yeah. anyone, and anyone who needs a good stand should hit him up. They're like 35 40 bucks. They make him various sizes for various things. This one doesn't have a ball on the end of it just because of the nature of the styrofoam head, but most of them will be taller with a ball at the end of it. Just put a little, uh, put a few grocery bags in there, and you got a good place to, to display your mask. Without yeah. you know a whole lot of hassle and the quality, and they can hold up for it. Yeah, no, he does. He does amazing work. And now uh, on another subject, because this will also be getting uploaded to your YouTube channel. What what was the catalyst for you starting that? Because you've got a, a pretty mm. pretty good following on YouTube right now. Thanks. You know, um, hmm, that's a good question. What? Why did I start YouTube? You know, one, okay, I guess one of my inspirations was Dave McRae. Um, he was one of my inspirations. He, he, I know I, when I first started watching him, he had really, really low subscriber count. And he was talking about how he had a, a channel for years, but you know, never put his face out there. And he liked to talk about things. And I see how people interact with him. And I was like, you know, what am I, what am I so scared of? Like, like, you know, people are going to talk, talk shit, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm going to throw my opinion out there. If you like it, cool. If you don't, whatever. Uh, so I decided to start a YouTube and, and like literally a month into starting YouTube, my account got like sub spammed. I, I I don't I don't know how to explain it, but I went th- from like forty two subscribers to like 
a thousand something overnight. And I was like, what the hell is going on? So I had to you re I had to reuse my account from 2007, which is the one I use now. And you know, I love talking horror movies. I love I love Halloween and I love just uh the interaction with people, you know. Um that's why I like Facebook groups. You see all the people who post their work and others' work and the interaction, whether you know I prefer positive interaction, of course. Everyone sh- everyone does, I, I think. Um but I, I just like the, the, the you know, build you know building a following of people who share the same love that you do, and that's really cool for me. So yeah, I decided to to use my old account, you know, and then from there I've just been pushing forward really hard to uh, not really hard. I've I've had to step back from YouTube a bit because it is a sacrifice of time. Um, it takes it's a lot of time, effort, patience, uh, sacrifice away from people, you know, family, whatever it may be. Um, but YouTube is something I think is really cool. Um, a lot of people were scared of the 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 COPPA thing or COPA, whatever it's called, and uh, I was never tripping on it, man, because mark your Mark your material unsafe for or not safe for children. And dude, it's it's very obvious. I have murderers in the you know, movie, kill, you know, serial killers from movies in the, my backdrop. I mean, it's not safe. But uh, yeah, YouTube's fun. Actually, I'm actually yeah. uploading my trailer reaction to Morbius right now. And you know, and that's kind of why I I started doing the video versions of those because the cutting room floor started on YouTube. You know, I I didn't join Chris until I had recorded three or four episodes, you know, and you know, those ended up going in the catalog as well. But it was just, you know, I never was setting out to be the biggest thing out there. It was just fun. There, I know so many people in the community and so much passion and camaraderie that I just kind of wanted to share it, you know, and, and also just get exposure for these other artists, you know, especially now that I have a, a slightly bigger platform than I had before for like yourself and Matt Reed and Bill Blake and kind of get out to a different audience that may not have experienced you guys in the first place. And, you know, get more artists out there because I don't, you know, we should never have three or four people controlling a hobby of any variety. And just because I think it's kind of cool. I like to talk to people, like to run my mouth. So it's kind of <laughs> fit naturally for me. And now with the videos, now I'm kind of adding an intro and an outro and learning a little bit about editing. So it's, it's kind of a learning process, too. You know, it's something I've kind of become pretty passionate about. And I know your your, your channel is, is, you know, pretty awesome. It's good good production quality. Your intro is great. You've helped Austin with his uh, intro for his channel. Mm. So, you know, you're definitely a very friendly guy. And, you know, and you're also doing me a favor, putting my video, this video on your channel for anyone who's watching it on, on James's channel, getting exposure for both of us, you know, and the more people that can experience the better, because despite the toxicity that may exist, this right. is a damn awesome hobby to be a part of. And it's a great fan base. And, you know, these movies have been out for 35, 40 years and we're here. We are still talking about them. So, there must be something about them that's keeping us all, you know, combined. As divisive as things can be, you know, we got to find more things to bring us together. I think. Right. You know, the thing is, what's really cool about the platforms we have now, like this or Twitter, Facebook, whatever it may be, is now it allows now now, now I just said now I, now uh, you know before it seemed like you only could hear some voices. Now everyone has a voice, but some echoes louder than others you know but i think at this point we we are now given the platforms like this to to show the positivity show our thoughts and feelings for these movies for this hobby for the things we love like what we're discussing today and i I think youtube and like all these social media platforms are really helpful and it allows everyone to have a voice if they want their voice to be heard in some way oh i agree totally and you know and I, i used to just listen to chris's podcast and think man that would be so fun to do and now I am partnered with him working on the sh- on the exact same show. So, you know, like I, like I said earlier, you just got to throw it out there. You know, like like when I got Deborah Voorhees on the show, that was just that's cool. Shot that was- <laughs> shot shot in the dark. You know, you know, and the worst you can get told is no. And what did you lose? The six seconds it took you to write the message or to send the email or whatever. So I figured, you know what? Fuck it. Just gonna throw it out there. And so far, it's worked out pretty good. I've had some some awesome names on there. I'm hoping season two is. Is some more of that definitely getting a good start? I've had you know Paul Fitzgerald on. Now I have you. We're going to see where it goes. Nice man. I know. I know. I one. I uh, I believe I was listening to the Unleashed podcast. Uh, was I think the other day, and I heard. I think it was a podcast I was listening to that you said that you were trying to get Chris Durand on. Yeah, that that is the hope. I'm I'm uh, working up the courage to shoot him a message because he's actually in the horror forever group. So I mean, he's kind of I. I I would like to hope that he's kind of aware of what we do. Um, you know, 
and again, if he says no, he says no, but he's just such a cool guy and so active in the community. I would like to just pick his brain for a little bit and considering, you know, and despite what a lot of people think I love Halloween H2O, it's one of my favorites and get to talk to someone who was behind the mask for not only Halloween, but for scream, which is probably my second favorite franchise out there. That would just be unreal. Right. I would tell you right now, you should message him, shoot him a message. Me and him have been talking off and on since the summer. He's supposed to be on the channel. Um, and I, when I talked to him initially, I was like, hey, uh, do you do interviews? Would you be down to do an interview? And, you know, he's busy, man. He's, he's doing things. He's going to conventions, you know, uh, family and stuff. So me and him have talking off, been off, off, off and on since the summer. And I was like, so what's this cost? And he's like, nothing. I'll just do it. I'm like, oh, man. All right, cool. So I announced it on the channel recently, you know, that we're going to be doing a video together. And I can't wait to see that. And he was actually in in Atlanta where I live, um, you know, not long ago for um, for uh, Walker Stalker Con, and I missed him because I didn't know about the convention, so I would have been there. But I'll, hopefully, I can make up to it and, and talk to him. And uh, me and Chris would just love to talk to him. He's, got, he's just such a friendly guy, and you know, all the guys from the Halloween franchise, you don't really hear any bad things about them other than john carpenter a little bit but um yeah all the guys who have been myers are just are so friendly and i hope it doesn't end with christopher Durand. i hope we can you know keep it going and going and going and, and the bigger the better and, and you know get the name out there um and just see what we can do so kind of similar to in subject um so nick i i remember nick mopagano was supposed to do like a thing with dick warlock and did that ever actually come out so I don't know because in what James is talking about, for those who don't know, is um, Nick was supposed to be he, – what he was going to do was sit down with Dick Warlock and basically record his own version of you know commentary for the movie and then put that oh. out. I don't know if he's done it yet or where, where he is in the process of working on that. I'd say you have to ask Nick about that. I've never actually talked to him, but I like to think he got it done. Um, they seem kind of – you know. Be, coolish or whatnot because i would like to hear um dick's perspective on the movie i'm not the biggest fan of warlock is myers or of the movie for that matter Agreed. but the behind the scenes stuff has always been something that's very intriguing to me so i'd like to see uh if that comes out you know yeah absolutely i'm, I'm wondering how he how he got that man i mean i, I you know because uh, dick warlock's fairly he's, he's up there in age you know actually when you order an autograph from his website he actually doesn't personalize them anymore because his uh hands you know they're kind of shaky so um yeah but anyways that's, that's pretty cool man i mean i'm definitely uh, definitely want to hear that when it does release if it releases and you know if, for those i want to know where they let people know where they can see it you are an ad uh, an admin in the halloween market facebook group correct yes sir so um anyone who hasn't checked out Halloween market you know over a thousand members great place where you can just list your pieces for sale and get them sold quick i mean what's the name of your youtube channel my YouTube, you can actually go to um, find my YouTube at uh, youtube.com forward, forward slash the real James Grimm. Wonder. Awesome. Do you have a, a Instagram or anything people can follow you on? I do. I have an Instagram. Instagram, I believe, is Mr. Grimm 89. And then, uh, in, oh, sorry. Twitter is Mr. Grimm, uh, Mr. Grimm 89. Instagram is going to be Grimm Creations 89. I should probably make them all the same so people don't get confused, but. Um, Instagram and Facebook's where you see most of my art, and sometimes I'll post on Facebook. But Instagram, uh, I'm sorry, YouTube, but I, Instagram's where I, and Facebook's where I post most of my stuff. And for anyone who wants to support James and get some art done from him, just hit him up. I don't know what your your wait list looks like, or how often you know you get inquired or prices or anything like that. But I'm sure you you know you're you're always looking to grow and do some more stuff. And you've been knocking the ones out of the park that I've seen so far. You definitely got a a solid foundation for this. Thanks, man. Yeah, you know, um, during the holidays, I had like a, a special. I had like 70, 70 plus shipping for rehauls, which is pretty unheard of for mask work. That's, I'd say, decent. So that was something, right? You, I do 100 plus shipping. Sometimes I'll th- if someone's like, hey, can you do a couple masks? I'll, I will, I'll kick them like a good discount and be like, all right, two for this, you know. Uh, you know, thanks for having this. Is, this is the thing is someone. Is coming to me. They have faith in me. They like what they see, and I and I I appreciate that. I mean, anyone who takes the time and effort to reach out and say, "Hey, uh, can you do my mask?" And if everyone like, that's cool. I mean, it, it could be prices too, but you have great artists. You have Chris Morgan. You have Rodney Parm. You have 
all these people, man. I mean, I, I'm not trying to shorten the list, but you, I mean, I'm just there's a lot of people who do really good work. So for someone to come come, come to me and say I've seen a lot of masks and I want yours, it, it's it's a uh, it's a great feeling. Oh, for sure. And, you know, and sometimes these guys just kind of get backed up with orders and, and we need other guys out there, other alternatives to, for people who might be on a budget or, or maybe don't have the capability to wait six to 12 months for a mask, which unfortunately sometimes in this hobby, what you'll encounter, especially with some of the bigger names. So yeah. we definitely need, you know, more artists out there that are, are helping the community out. And as far as helping the community out, you have done me recently a very big service and, uh, the cutting room floor officially now has merchandise um, right. designed by Mr. James Grimm himself. <laughs> That's awesome. That's right, dude. I want to get one of those cutting room floor NWO styles shirts, man. Love that. And uh, for right now, um, if you check out, it's T Public was where we are. It's T Public uh, forward slash user forward slash uh, the cutting room floor. Um, it'll be linked in the description, and, and um, you can find it on the Facebook group. Or, and I'll have pictures at the end of this video for anyone to, to see. But currently, we have two Mask Mania shirts, which is a is a is a hint to my Facebook group or forever where we do a weekly mask contest. And the and the, and the slogans kind of Mask Mania is running wild. So we have two Hulk Hogan style T-shirts, uh, one red, one yellow, um, and then it is also available in black for anyone who wants it, black or white. We have the NWO style cutting room floor. Um, we have Cutting room floor. We have Mask Mania with a bloody hand behind it on a black or white T-shirt. Um, and all these things come in T-shirts, tank tops, coffee mugs, pillows, phone cases, stickers, magnets, you know, whatever you want. T-Public kind of just offers a lot of stuff, you know, supports us, you know, helping, us, you know, with the sponsors we have on the show. It's helping us keep it going, paying for the services of Mr. James Grimm. And I did order your shirt today. It's on its way. Oh, yeah. um, so just another way to help support the show. We're, trust me, we're not getting rich off selling T-shirts over here. Um, but yeah, just anyway, if you want some, some cool horror merchandise, we have, uh, more designs coming. We're working on a, a wolf pack, you know, red and black style NWO cutting room floor shirt. We're going to have some more horror forever, um, Facebook related, um, designs that James is, I'm just going to hand him the reins and, and see what he can come up with and, sure. um, get those out. So just keep an eye out on it, uh, for anything new. And, um, I can't thank you enough for designing those cause you know, been trying to get merchandise for a long time. Um, and it's, it's awesome to, to have it out now. What's, what's cool is like, or what, what sucks actually is I, I'm terrible at Photoshop. I'm bad at Photoshop, but I do everything through Sony Vegas. So, um, and then I just kind of piece it together. So for Horror Forever, whatever logo you are looking for, just keep me some ideas um, uh, in Messenger and we'll, we'll talk and kind of get something together for you. Oh, yeah. You know, with Horror Forever, because, you know, it's not, you know, that, that group is all about other people besides me. You know, even when it came to, and, and, and we're changing the way we do the mass contest for this year because um, I never voted on the winner for anyone who, who, who's curious. Um, my team of five admins, um, they voted every week on the masks, and that's another way we're changing now. It's going to be fan voted just like the end of the year winner was. Um, so I kind of want – I'm, I'm going to throw it out to the community and throw it out to James and kind of let – or anyone who's listening to this, shoot me a message um, anywhere you can find me. And – so let me know what you what merchandise do you want to see? You know, what do you want to see in the t-shirt? What do you want to see with podcast and the group going forward? You know, it's just all about community, you know, um, like Chris has said on Unleashed and like I say here all the time, it's not about us. You know, we are the the voices of these things, but, you know, we, we operate nothing. And this is not just about us. It's about everyone. We appreciate all the support and all the listeners that we get on here and, all the amazing guests that we have on here, like James. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I, I mean, I, me- I remember when we were talking at the end of last year and uh, you're like, yeah, well, let's, let's get you on the show. I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited about that. Uh, oh, going back to mass mania real quick. Do you remember that time I, I posted a Batman? In there? Oh yeah. You're like, it's supposed to be horror, but it's all good. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, the rules on the post every week are kind of lengthy for anyone who doesn't read them. So I'm, I'm trying to work on how to cut that down. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and again, horror subjective. So you, you could argue that something we, me and the admins had a long discussion about whether Terminator two is a horror movie. I would say right. Terminator one is pretty much a horror slash action movie, but T2 is yeah. definitely more action. We right. ended up allowing it just on the precedent of T1, but you know, it, it happens, you know, I, you know, I wasn't going to come down on you publicly right. be an asshole or whatever, but yet technically Batman's not allowed. Post. Get the fuck out of here. Um, 
you piece of shit, I'll kill you. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was no big deal, you know. And, and again, it's a great piece of art, and I have no problem with anyone sharing it, you know. Um, and again, I, I'm pretty proud of our, of our community. Um, we were at about 730 members at the time of recording. We passed a couple other groups, you know, in terms of numbers. And again, numbers aren't everything, but we have a pretty strong community of people who aren't douchebags to one another. If they see something, if they have a question that may, you know, someone who just joined the group today may not know that this question's been asked 20 times the day before. No one's going to be like, ah, oh, you goddamn it, scroll back through and look. You know, just look for polite, give you your answer or tips or any any or helpful advice we can give um we have so many great people in the group such as you and matt and chris and all these other just amazing artists and people so you know which was always the hope for the group that it would be an alternative to 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 the group that shall not be named um and all those people over there that are part of all that bullshit you know bullshit free zone and that that might be a t-shirt we do just to um keep you know let let people know that you know we're we're here to keep the the, group, the 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 community as positive as possible, and keep all the hate and bullshit out because life's too short for all that. Especially ruining such an awesome fandom, and be that Star Wars or horror or whatever you know. Right. We don't have to be assholes to each other about it. Keep just keep scrolling, which that might be another one we do. I might put a dory on that or something just because it'll be funny. Um, just you know, some stuff like that. So. How long have you not been a part of that group in which we will not name? Well, to be technical, I'm still a part of that group because I, I have um, another Facebook page that I started um, that I just kind of gave up on. But I'm uh, I'm under because <laughs> they're stupid and they don't pay attention. They allowed me into under that, so every now and then I'll go infiltrate, kind of see what's up. Yeah, but I, I told the story before. Um, I was part of that group for a few months, which is how I met, you know, Brandon, Zach, and a whole lot of other people. And in an unrelated post somewhere else, not even within the confines of the group, we were talking shit but telling the truth about um, about Kaizu. Someone screenshotted it. One of his stooges sent it over to him. He blocked me from the group. I messaged the other admins and said, hey, I didn't violate any rules. Let me back in this fucking group. Never did. So I was like, fuck this. You know, I, I'm not here to suck Mabry's balls or anything, which is all that group is there to do and push his agenda. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to go start my own thing, and I'm going to get all the good people. Because, you know, they've got 15,000 members or 13,000 members, but like like it's been pointed out before, only 100 people post. So, again, it's not all about numbers. I right. wanted quality. wasn't so much concerned about quantity, other than for the sake of I want people to see what we're doing. I was like, fuck this. We're going to go do our own thing. It's going to be kick-ass. It's going to be awesome. We're going to get all the people in there that need to be in there and keep out all the people who don't need to be in there. <clears throat> Martin Payne. Um, and then just, you know, we're, we're not going to we're not gonna push any agendas, despite what anyone may think. You know, I'm not here to push Chris's agenda. He's not here to push mine. We tell things from our perspective the way it is. You know, we we'll just go from there. Yeah, no, no, no. It's 100%, dude. I mean, it's, it's just a group full of clicks and... Uh... You know, um, I, I, I end up seeing it a little too much and was just like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of over it. You know, I've seen it way too much. And it just I it, for that matter, I left a ton of Myers groups, dude, a ton of them and a ton of horror groups. I, 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 I stayed in only very few because um, it was too much to keep up on for one. And then there was just too many ignorant fucking assholes who were who were constantly uh, either a throwing the smiley laughing face at your work or they're doing something that's just completely fucking ignorant and just uh, I'm like you guys are irrelevant to my thought process right now you are not a part of my world fuck you so I bounced and you know it, it, it kind of and, and I'll put it this way like it's been said before when you join groups like that that are just about spewing propaganda you sometimes just end up missing out on some other cool stuff you know some people would maybe never know about some smaller artists in MMNet because, you know, if you're not – and this is no disrespect to any of them, but if you're not James Carter and Nikos and Jimmy Falco and some of these other people, that's kind of all that gets talked about over there, be that good or bad. And we need more exposure for other guys. So, you know, guys like me and Chris and anyone who runs and, – and Bill Blake and, and yourself and any of these other people running these smaller groups, just trying to get the name out there and, and, and get both sides of any story that are out there. You know, there have been plenty of times where me and Chris have talked to each other and said, nope, you're full of shit on this. 
you know, so we don't think that you know, all we do is agree and, and, and beat each other up. You know, we're here to be honest with each other right. and just not spew propaganda. You know, I, I, you know, I keep out people that I don't think need to be in there. You know, I, there are certain very popular artists that I've kicked out of horror forever and that I, I kind of openly mock their work because they're recasters or because they do this, that, and the other, or they steal from people or they bullshit people or whatever. So uh, I just warn people about that in advance. Some people don't want to challenge it, but it, it needs to be done. You know, Curtis Cooper fell off the face of the planet. I mean, he's not dead or anything, but, you know, too much drama surrounding him. He was a whiny little bitch, and I had enough of him. And, and even people who aren't directly involved with this, people who want to just sit there and talk shit or just constantly harass artists or other people or just talk shit, you know, there's no room for all that or want to bring you know, politics and all this stuff into other things that just aren't related. And there's no, no time for that. You know, you can go argue about that on your personal page. Keep that shit out of there. You know, you have such preachy artists, <clears throat> Martin K. Pena. I need to get this cough looked at. Um, I should probably go to a doctor for that. Um, I got a, I got a little, <clears throat> a little bitch stuck in my throat. Um, but you know, just, <laughs> just things like that where it's just better off of them around. I don't care how big your name is how long you've been around or how much shit you've done. You have no power over me and you have no power over my life. And I'm going to tell you like it is. And if you don't like it, you can piss up a rope. There you go. Exactly. And you, another thing on top of that, that we, we didn't really discuss on with that group is that me and my buddy refer to these people as the gatekeepers. They're the people who want to stay the Titans of the, the hobby of that alley uh, that lane, and they will do what they can. They may not do what they can, but they have so much power at this point that when you see these new upcoming artists post things, you'll just see like they'll flood it, dude. They'll flood it, and their posts will just overpower yours because they have the name and you don't. So we refer to them as the gatekeepers because essentially they, in that group, they run the the keys to the palace. You know. And again, you know, it's like every so often you'll see a, a warning post about someone who is maybe a scammer or, you know, this, that, the other. I think that should apply to artists or people who run Facebook pages or this, that, and the other. You and me and Austin, we had a run-in with some people who run some other screen pages that wanted to shut your page down. And, you know, and, and again, that can be a topic for another day because I know that's something that pisses you and me off to quite a high degree and we're having a positive talk right now. But just things like that. And uh, at the time, and I still am, and I know you were, were of the opinion of fuck them we're going to do what we want, but then they started pulling their strings and fucking with people and doing this, that, and the other, and so that might bother some other people. I've been kicked from groups. I've left many groups. I've been at, at one point, I was in 15 groups, and now I'm in four. So, you know, it's not about, you know, there, there was one group in particular that started about a day after I started mine, stole a lot of my ideas, got a lot of people as members before I did, but you know what? We just passed them in views. That group is slowly kind of fading away. I'm not even going to plug it right now because fuck them. But I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> so those those things those things will happen. So it's it's you know I always tell people don't let don't let a um, it's not about you know how fast you get off the line. It's how quickly you know or how well you maintain the race. So you can't let that kind of stuff bother you. And like you said, the gatekeepers out there that are maintaining the status quo, as we'll call it. Doesn't affect me one way or the other because you know you might okay you might blacklist me from that group but you know what people have messenger I can just direct message them I've met plenty of great artists outside of that Chris Morgan Matthew Reed Bill Blake Joshua Deadman these things so you can always find good stuff oh, yeah. you can always find quality artists to do things for you you know you don't have to go to the big five get anything done you don't have to spend a thousand dollars on something not that there's anything wrong with that you can spend your money how you want it but you know 100 percent agree yeah i mean uh you can spend i mean <laughs> spending two thousand three hundred dollars whatever it was on a tots mask is just a little little fucking crazy i would like to know who that person was and what they do for a living maybe they can borrow some money to me i don't know God damn, $2,500 for a fucking toss. I mean, if you used to scour eBay for a little bit with that much, with that much money, you could get a fucking JC piece. And not that that mask wasn't, not, wasn't done well, but God damn it, it's an oversized tots mask, and it's going to rot in a year. 
because of the because yeah. of the latex they use. But you know, yeah, that's that guy's money; he can do with it what he wants. But I just thought that was a bit asinine. Well, this is this is the thing with that. It's like because the price was just so huge. They don't realize that because the quality of latex is not that great, it will rot if not taken care of probably within five years or less, uh, more than likely. You know, I, I saw Justin Mabry kind of on a on a thing saying that's not the case. He left some in his trunk over summer. Or some sh- I don't remember what the fucking story was. It's bullshit, whatever. Um, but then I don't know. I just th- I think the whole thing is the lighting of those pictures were the absolute key to the success of why that even sold. I mean. I've owned a Halloween man, an H man. I've owned one. I know what it looks like in pictures he sent me in comparison to pictures I have in in my face. And I'm not even trying to like throw anything out there, but uh, I know lighting is key for that. But it's kind of fucked. Oh yeah, Nick is definitely good at taking good photos. He's great, and and, and he's okay at doing masks. I have nothing personally against him. I know he's kind of a backhanded you know asshole and has done some shit to some other people but Ooh, you know wow. i don't i don't i don't um chris has covered it in the extent on some of the other episodes but you know you, you have to keep in mind no two cameras will take the same i'll give a good example me and my buddy went shopping around the time of our junior prom and his dad was with him helping him buy a suit and you know everyone wants to coordinate their tux with their with their with their date dress and he's sitting there showing his dad a picture of dress he's like well keep in mind that camera's not your camera so he he pulled a bow tie off the shelf he took a picture his dad took a picture i took a picture all three look differently so it's all about which camera you're using mm-hmm. photo lighting photoshop in some instances so keep yeah. in mind you know if you're considering buying a mask especially one that's are expensive or well known just you know throw throw a post out you know don't even you don't even have to try to be shady with it just say hey Post your you know XYZ mask below. Let me see what it looks like. And you'll get at least a dozen different people showing it to you. And if 10 out of 12 of them look good in non-edited photos, you know it's good. But if 10 out of 12 of them look like dog shit, and, but the picture they're sending you from the artist look great, might be a, a key that mm, this may not be a purchase you need to make. Right, exactly. And that's one of the things, reasons why I take – pictures outside and inside so i take pictures in certain lighting and pictures out in the light uh, so people can be like all right well this is what it looks like if i took this outside this is what it looks like when i'm going to open it up out of the box this is what's going to look like if i have it on my shelf and there's a little bit of lighting over here and that's why i try to take those outside shots so they know what they're going to get 100 percent. there's no ifs ands or buts you see what you see is what you get if you like it you don't i'm not here to fool anyone i'm not here to trick anyone you know i, don't, I just have a different way of thinking about it absolutely and um, for anyone who wants to catch this, not on 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 this platform or, or on James's channel, check out you know the Halloween Unleashed podcast. Check out the YouTube channel, the Cutting Room Floor. Check out James's YouTube channel, um, and, and check out all of us out on Facebook so you can know what we're doing in between. We both have an Instagram. Um, mine's the Cutting Room Floor DC, and then James listed his earlier. You can find us both in the Halloween market, um, where James is an admin. Both the Lesson Horror Forever, where I'm an admin. Uh, Michael Myers Mask Collectors, and then the Halloween Unleashed Facebook group. Those numbers are creeping up. I want everyone who listens to this to be part of that Facebook group, just so you can keep up with the updates. If you know in between episodes, just so you know what's coming and what's going on, you can uh, ask questions there about the upcoming topics. Um, me and Chris are going to be recording an episode on the ghost um, in about three days from the time of recording this. Um, nice. The episode with uh, the Genesis did pretty well, um, so. We're going to keep that that going, and then anyone who wants to see any particular guests, or or if you want your mask or your collect your horror collection featured, just hit me up. You know, there's there's not a list as of right now, so just let me know you want to be on the show. We'll get you on. Yeah, and hey, I'll hit up uh, Lonnie tonight. And uh, one quick plug for the Austins pop culture collectors: if you are not into only horror, check out pop culture collectors on uh, Facebook. Oh yeah, I almost forgot about that. Austin um, and and then James, you know, they they their screen group kind of moved over to an all inclusive pop culture. So if you like horror, you like DC, you like Marvel, you like Star Wars, Back to the Future, whatever it is, that's the group for you. I took a step back from it. I'm actually not an admin anymore, but I, I let them kind of run it, and I I just there to show some support for them and everything because they're cool guys. Absolutely. Um, Again, at the end of this video will, will be uh, the new merchandise, courtesy of Mr. James Grimm, and I can't thank you enough for that again. Um, we'll have James's YouTube channel uh, linked in the, um, in the description of the YouTube version of this. 
and then we'll throw it up on, on the post in the Halloween Forever group. Um, our Instagrams and Facebooks will follow. And until next time, for James Grimm, I've been Dylan Cloud, and this has been The Cutting Room Floor. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Halloween Unleashed featuring The Cutting Room Floor. Be sure to follow us at anchor.fm slash Halloween Unleashed and on our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed. For all video versions of The Cutting Room Floor, please visit youtube.com slash user slash DylanCloud97 and subscribe. Be sure to share our episodes on social media and we'll be back next week with an all new episode.